you're going to, I think, put two and two together and realize that visual brand content, i.e. video, is going to become enormously more powerful after this coronavirus and through the recession. Welcome to the Channel Mastery Podcast. If you're a specialty business and brand leader obsessed with understanding what the most effective channels are today to connect with, serve, and sell to your target consumers, then you've just found the perfect podcast and community. My name is Kristen Carpenter, and I'm your host and the founder of Verde Brand Communications, the presenting sponsor of Channel Mastery. Verde created the Channel Mastery Podcast to level the playing field for the specialty brands we serve. Every week on this show, we study how consumer preferences are changing and the evolving channels they like to use to engage with their favorite brands. Once again, welcome to Channel Mastery and subscribe today. So what we do at Verde is growing more and more important every single day of this coronavirus crisis. Um, You'll learn that in today's show, which I'm super excited to share with you, that the bulk of consumers today are expecting their favorite brands to step up and help affect positive change and support during the COVID-19 crisis. Brands are truly the new hubs of community today, and that is especially true in the specialty artisan brand realm. And there is great power and responsibility that comes with that. We're going to talk a lot about that today. But just to quickly tell you, Verde exists to guide our amazing clients to be of service to their communities in the most genuine and on-brand way, whether we're in a coronavirus crisis or not. It's what we've always done, and we're rising to the occasion to do that even more for our clients and the communities we serve right now. So check out all the resources that we've created for you at veritypr.com. We're dropping a podcast every week on this topic in addition to another podcast that is non-COVID related because we all need that as well, but we really want to come to the resource of our community and offer everything that we possibly can to help you communicate authentically, confidently, and in a remarkable way because what you do now is going to help you all the way through this crisis and endear you to your brand fans stronger than any other time in the company's history. I promise you that what you do now is literally going to set the path forward for emotional connection with your target brand fans. So we're going to talk a lot about that today because consumer behavior is a huge factor in that equation. So again, check out our free resources at veritypr.com. You'll see a slider right on our homepage with everything that you want all in one place. So today is April, I think today is the 10th Saturday or 11th, forgive me. Um, It's super important to state that because um, the news cycle is super tumultuous. And that timestamp is an important contextual detail that I add to the content every week. This is the fifth podcast we've done in this series. So over the past five weeks of this progress of coronavirus through the United States. We've been covering this very closely for our communities at Channel Mastery and obviously our clients at Verde. But you can tell I'm a formal, former journalist and that's why I have the timestamp in place. So just know this is happening on, I believe, the 
11th of April, Saturday. Forgive me. I know tomorrow, April 12th, would have been the Perry Roubaix. Very sad that that's not happening, but I've been enjoying all the YouTube content on that and all of the fantastic cycling content that's coming out. I've learned a ton about the history of that event. Let's just put it that way. All right, enough about me and cycling. On to today's episode. So for the first episode that we did last week, I offered a foundation that we could consider consumer behavior in terms of the direction that it might be going. So I shared research with you that considered how we're wired as humans to survive things like pandemics. And I presented these mechanisms and matched them with coronavirus epidemic using a fantastic fantastic podcast from Scott Galloway, The Prof G Show. He interviewed one of his amazing colleagues at New York University, Dr. Haight, and um, we go into great depth in last week's show. So you can check it out at VerityPR.com or ChannelMastery.com or just in the feed here on Facebook in the video part of Verity Brand Communications Facebook page. But the goal in doing that was to take something that was not going to change about people today. I'd say it's pretty reliable that it won't. It basically, how we're wired to survive as humans. I mean, that really, it could change through this for sure because this pandemic and recession are happening during a time that we have social media and the gig economy and all kinds of things that have never existed before with pandemics, global pandemics and um, ensuing recessions, right? So as a species, we've been evolved and we have, you know, the Darwin theory has uh, stepped in and shaped us in terms of how we evolve and step up through crisis and how we survive. So frankly, I started by kind of putting that in place. And then I also um, finished up that episode by talking through some key points that are still super relevant from the Harvard Business Review's April 2009 article, How to Market in a Downturn. So again, we're taking something from the past, which is a comp or a comparable on how we've run our businesses through a recession and how consumers reacted to our branding and our marketing and our selling, frankly, through that time. It is really one of the only comparables we have. So those are the two kind of bookends that really marked the um, podcast last week. And I invite you to check it out. And this week, we're going to look at consumer research data and another, so it's very, very current research from March 20th and this week, earlier this week, I think it was April 7th, respectively. All the links will be at veritypr.com and channelmastery.com. So just know that. But this episode continues the research path and it really is more about how consumers are trusting brands and evolving and consuming media today. So I thought that would be an interesting way to kind of update last week's content from foundation to actionable, like here's what's really happening. So it'll help you kind of as you're out in the field building and, and trying to serve your audiences today. Um, let's see. I wanted to start really quickly before I dive into the two sources of research and contextualize that with you on a trend that we've been seeing in the past, I'd say, year or so in the media. And I think it's something that you as a consumer, as a person in society today could definitely relate with whether there's trend pieces on it or not. And that is basically how we are self-identifying and joining communities today. Obviously, my company, Verde, is in the active outdoor lifestyle markets, the wine and beer and spirits markets, pet, consumer electronics, et cetera. Um, we serve brands that really define the best moments in our in our brand fans' lives. So um, obviously, self-identification is, is a part of our world with brands, and that emotional connection is really how we um, 
serve and be remarkable to our brand fans and our shoppers and our end consumers. So we've been seeing this for some time and it's almost like the way we've operated, but really much more broadly than that, we're seeing that people are not identifying, meaning joining communities or self-identifying with things like government or religious entities, for example. Um, And I think that the coronavirus and the recession have dually exposed not only like a society-wide distrust of institutions or just kind of a turning away from self-identification of institutions, but also they've really, we've seen a movement for people to want to belong something to something that they feel better represents who they are as individuals. More often than not, it's consumerism. It's the brands that they love and trust. There's, there'll be two or three links in the show notes for this. And we've done some shows on this in the past. So we'll put all those links in the show notes at Verity and Channel Mastery. So you'll see all of that. So why is that? Just really quickly, I'd like to touch on why. It's a byproduct of embedding with our favorite brands and emotionally connecting with them. Content marketing is super powerful when it comes to establishing this emotional connection with a consumer, especially when you're humanizing your brand. So this is one of the reasons why influencer marketing is always going to be powerful. Whether it gets regulated or changed or whatever, it's been around since the dawn of time and it's going to still be around. Human to human, um, if I aspire to be like another human I admire, et cetera, like that's really powerful. And when you depict that humanization in your content, super, super powerful for your brand in terms of building that emotional connection and offering a way to self-identify. If you think about how we are evolving in terms of the video content that we're all consuming right now and how much time we're spending on Zoom and go to meetings, et cetera, you're going to, I think, put two and two together and realize that visual brand content, i.e. video, is going to become enormously more powerful after this uh, coronavirus and through the recession. So I uh, covered this earlier, I think it was in September of 2019 in a podcast, but I did a show that had um, a lot of research pulled from a, a university professor's podcast called Philosophize This. It's one of my favorite podcasts, but they dive into this in this show on a much more granular level and you can check it out at the links that I've told you about for the show notes. But ultimately the podcast weaves together a postmodern movement of people identifying with the brands they buy and use daily to self-identify with and moving away from institutions. And the host uses the matrix for context, which I love because that's a great movie. And I've been referencing that through our five episodes on the coronavirus. But the most important thing to remember as we go into today's research is the following. And this is super powerful. It gets me pumped whenever I talk about it. People believe what they want to believe about themselves by buying from, by supporting, and proudly wearing logos of brands that they love. Brands are important parts of people's very identities. And that is very powerful. And I have to ask, do you think a commodity paper towel brand holds this power? No. (laughs) Do you think that an online marketplace, which can function like a vending machine, if you think about it, with all of the retargeting and different things that they do with their algorithms, holds this power? No. I'll tell you what does hold this power. And that is a kick-ass specialty brand with a purpose, a brand story We get to vote with our dollars because we know that companies are a better bet for us to create change than our government is. And that is growing daily as a movement during the coronavirus. And it really is the foundation of what we're here to talk about today. And with that growth comes great responsibility. And we're going to talk about that as well. So 
There's also risk that comes with that. I've been reporting into you on all five of these coronavirus episodes that brands today have their ethics on public display more than ever with the coronavirus and how you act to that. And our research supports that and talks through that in today's episode. But also being a great corporate citizen is super important, not only because it's the right thing to do, but it's also important because people will find out if you're not doing the right thing and share it far and wide. You're going to see some scary statistics on that in what I'm about to share with you in today's research. So that can be a good thing or a bad thing, right? Poor corporate citizenship plus the reach of social media equals no bueno. So During more normal times, specialty brands are the happy place for their fans and followers. The communities that grow up around these brands are ground central for consumers today to feel safe, sure, good about themselves, with their people, etc. People feel that they can actually affect change through the brands that they love today. That's really a key, key foundational point as we head into this research. And the research I'm presenting, and some of you may have seen it, is from the Edelman 2020 Trust Barometer Special Report. So I think it came out March 20th of 2020, and it's basically brand trust in the coronavirus pandemic. Super timely, super good. So let's jump in. So first and foremost, the number one thing that you need to know as a brand leader as the coronavirus continues to evolve in our world, the survey I'm about to talk through supplants this, but it's also been in every single one of our episodes through the coronavirus crisis for Channel Mastery, is that a consumer truly has like a deep-seated need that their brands do the right thing in this crisis, okay? So being a great corporate citizen, taking great care of your workforce and your close stakeholders, following the five-part framework that Verity laid out in the very first episode, all of the links will be in the show notes for this, but it's super important that you're taking that responsibility super seriously and doing the best that you can to communicate consistently and to communicate on brand and in a way that really reflects the ethics of your brand. And I'm going to go into some, I think, very powerful statistics right now that are going to showcase this a little bit more. So in the survey, 81% of survey respondents, and it's a global survey, Edelman's very well known for this survey, 81% of survey respondents said that it is an absolute deal breaker or deciding factor in their brand buying decision that a brand does the right thing during the coronavirus. 78% said that businesses have a responsibility to ensure their employees are protected from the virus in the workplace and do not spread the virus into the community. So flattening the curve. Um, And that is one of the reasons why it's important to pin right on your homepage and potentially on some of your social media, your COVID-19 response that your brand is doing and taking action on every day. So a little more statistics here. 63% said that they would like their employers to share information about the coronavirus at least daily, which I was a little surprised about, but 63%. And keep in mind, this is a global survey because the 63% of people in this survey field say they expect this does not mean you need to drop everything and do it, of course. But my point in sharing this particular stat with you, and I don't go line by line with all the stats because it's like a 28-page report, but 63% of the people surveyed said that they want daily information on the coronavirus. Super interesting. And 62% said that our country... 
United States in this case, will not make it through the crisis without brands playing a critical role in addressing the challenges we face. That is huge. Here's an even more interesting one. One in three people, part of this survey, have punished brands that have not done well in responding to the coronavirus crisis. And this ties right back into all of the discussion we've had around the shaming culture that has popped up around the coronavirus in terms of people either voting with their dollars or publicly shaming brands that are not doing what they think is the right thing to flatten the curve or to keep their employees safe or to support communities, et cetera. But wait, there's more. 89% of the respondents said that for a brand to keep their trust in the future, that brand must shift to producing products or services that help people meet the challenges of the COVID-19 crisis. 89%. That is huge. Super interesting. But 89% of respondents to the Edelman Trust Barometer Survey said that for a brand to keep their trust, that brand must shift to producing products and providing services that help people meet the challenges of the coronavirus. That is insane. I mean, super strong. Not insane, pretty strong. <laughs> so, okay, let's quick quickly keep running through this. 90% of the people on the survey were insistent their word, on seeing collaboration between brands and government to create forward progress through the crisis. Here's that collaboration piece that we talked about in last week's show. This crisis and the recession are bringing people together like never before, which is awesome. So I think people definitely saw the People have opinions on how the United States responded to the COVID-19 crisis. I'm not here to discuss those necessarily, but I can tell you it is a very divisive topic. Brands stepped in. Consumers were already feeling a propensity to support brands and trust them and align with them and self-identify with them over government institutions. Add in COVID-19, add in a recession. You can see where this is going. It's very powerful. 85% of survey respond respondents want brands to, to be educators on how to stop the spread of the virus and how to protect themselves from it using the reach of their brand audiences. So that's using the reach of your brand for positive change. And then 83% want brands to be gathering points to connect people through the crisis. That's insanely cool too, because we've been talking a lot about serving your community, growing your community not selling into your community, but serving them at this time and building a place for people to gather when their home isolation is driving them nuts. And meanwhile, it's a beautiful spring day. A lot of us can still get outside and recreate. Some of us can't, but point being is we can't wait to get together and celebrate everything that we love about our passions and things we self-identify around. And in my world, that's outdoor recreation, the outdoor active lifestyle, et cetera, at Verde. That's March 20th of 2020. I mean, this is brand new consumer behavior that's already been captured from the coronavirus crisis. And Edelman is a truly respected survey. Um, I'm happy to, of course, put the links and the website link in the show notes so that you can check this out for yourself. Um, there's a couple more um, stats I want to check before we jump to our next topic, and that's 37% reported that they've recently started to use a new brand because of the innovative or compassionate way the brand responded to the virus outbreak. That is incredibly powerful. 
I literally had to read that a few times. 65% of respondents said that how a brand responded to the crisis will hugely impact if they buy from that brand going forward. The point in me sharing all of this is not to bore you to tears with statistics. It is to tell you that this consumer behavior is happening right now. You need to get in front of this now by artfully serving your brand fans, whether it is through your own media channels, whether it is through YouTube, whether it is through your newsletter, you have to look at your channel strategy and how you communicate, which is that five-part framework we touched on in the first episode of the coronavirus content that we've put together at Channel Mastery. And make sure that you're following that framework and getting in front of the right audiences and stakeholders consistently with how you are evolving through this crisis as a brand, how you're serving, how you're using your brand as a vehicle for positive change. This is really important. We have seen consumers voting with their dollars for years and years already. The coronavirus crisis and the ensuing financial hardship and recession that's happening will be making that quite more pronounced with consumer behavior. They will prefer brands that align with the ethics they wanted to see during this crisis. It is an opportunity that you have to jump on. And it's not about being opportunistic. It's about doing the right thing as a corporate citizen and then communicating about it in a way that is humble and not about, I'm so rad, but more about, this is what we're doing. We care and we are taking action. This is the action we're taking. Super, super important. I can't emphasize this enough because when things come back on, the light turns on, people transact, consumerism is back. Whatever it is that you're looking forward to having happen again once we get through this crisis and onto a recovery through a recession, we have to have a place to fish whether that is our messaging or selling something. Right now, I think it's more appropriate with messaging. That's different with every brand though. And you know what needs to be done for your own brand. But my point is, if you go dark on your audiences or you don't do the job that needs to be done right now in terms of caretaking your audiences and serving them and giving the information that they're looking for and the community point from which they want to gather around through your brand, brands are the new communities, you're missing a huge opportunity to recover from this and to grow from this and to learn from this and to serve from this. So really, really important and such powerful time to be a specialty brand. It's really incredible. Obviously, even large brands that maybe aren't considered specialty or artisan have the same opportunity, but in our specialty world with how emotionally connected our consumers are and how we literally define the most important memories that they make in their lives, it's way more important to us. All right. There's a lot more to this survey. The links are in the show notes and on the Verde resource page. And we have also put a blog post together on this episode. So let's shift gears and take a look at another very current snapshot. Snapshot. This one is from a resource that we love at Verde called The Visual Capitalist. And I want to give a shout out to Jade Schwarting, one of my amazing colleagues at Verde who shared the Edelman uh, resource with me earlier this week. I think she was the first one out of the gate with that, um, has been looking at that for her clients and shared it with the whole team. And Chris Dickerson, our leader of innovative, well, he is quite innovative, but our leader of integrated services at Verde shared the visual capitalist with us. And I will definitely put the show notes, a uh, link to the show notes, because it's a really cool resource you can sign up for. So what this uh, visual capitalist 
reported on this week was basically about how people are consuming content today. So the first and foremost one is Gen Z, and there's awesome infographics. And again, all the links will be at the podcast notes page. Gen Z, basically, percent who say they have started consuming or are consuming more of the following since the outbreak, types of content that is. 51% online videos. I can definitely attest to that with my two Gen Zers. I have a 14-year-old and an 18-year-old, and they are both socializing through their online video playing. And I think that's frankly saving them because they really miss their friends. So that makes total sense. And then the next highest one, 38% online TV and streaming, 17% live streams. And let's see, not so much in podcasts, only 11%, 24% broadcast, 31% video games. So the lowest was physical press, as in physical newspapers, magazines, etc. Again, this is all going to be in our blog post. Media consumption for millennials. The top one there, let's see, it's almost an even split. We've got 44% online videos and 41% online TV and streaming, 30% live streams, 35% music streaming, 36% online press, and 11, uh, sorry, 19% physical press. That's higher than I expected for millennials. Gen X. I know somebody who is Gen X. That's me. And I definitely agree with what they've reported in here. Actually, I don't. So they said 45% broadcast TV. I'm definitely not in that camp, even though I run an agency. 35% online videos. I would say yes. Let's see. Next highest one is online TV and streaming, and that's at 38%. So all in all, pretty good, except the broadcast TV one. Not doing that unless you count Netflix. Then there's the boomer. This is funny because I'm sure if you have teenagers or you've seen any of these funny things online with YouTube or memes, boomer is taking on a couple of new definitions, I think. So this has to do with the 57 to 64-year-old demographic of boomers, just to make sure we're on the same page there. (laughs) Unsurprised by 42% broadcast TV. That's basically the biggest spike. The next two would be online TV and streaming at 21% and 24%. None of these. Pretty interesting. Um, But that's basically the only place they're going is broadcast TV. So probably not a lot in there that blows your mind, but super interesting with great infographics. And I suggest that you check out Visual Capitalist. Again, I wanted to let you know, just to wrap up here, that I'm moderating a panel on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time with the Outdoor Industry Association and the Snow Sports Industry Association. And it is Tuesday, April 14th. Sorry, I'm so date challenged today. I don't even know what day it is half the time. So Tuesday, the 14th of April at 11 o'clock Mountain Daylight Time, the panel is titled Pivoting to Produce, Source, and Donate Personal Protective Equipment. That's PPE. Head over to snowsports.org or outdoorindustry.org to sign up for this panel. We are expecting thousands of people to sign up. I kid you not. And we have an all-star panel. So please know that that is going to be an incredible resource for everybody. 
And it really will showcase the front lines of how a lot of our manufacturers have pivoted to provide PPE product and how they are going to be communicating about that going forward and what that means for their brands. That's something that I'm hoping to contribute and we're creating a downloadable resource for you from Verde to follow up this um, important panel that's happening on Tuesday. And you can grab that from our website at verdepr.com forward slash blog or the COVID resource hub, but that'll be pretty much on our social media and everything following up the webinar too. So awesome. I just wanted to share all that with you. And with that, everybody, that is the Facebook Live for today, the most recent Channel Mastery episode. I look forward to being here with you next week. I'm going to be broadcasting again, hopefully on Thursday of next week. So that would be April 16th. And that would have been when I would have been in Monterey, California for the Bicycle Leadership Conference and Sea Otter. Definitely a bummer that that's not happening. Frank and the team at Sea Otter have moved that over to September, but by, and same for bicycle leadership. So every, all the panels and everything that we're doing is um, moving to September. I'll have all the dates and information for that in the show notes as well. But it's kind of sad that I won't be there, but I definitely plan to be connecting with my community there throughout the week, of course, and have been. So I hope you're staying safe and well. If there's anything that we can provide to you that you have questions on at on your communications plan, on how that you're addressing your audiences, on how you're working with other brands, or just frankly, any crisis questions you might have, please head over to veritypr.com. We have tons of resources there. We're even offering one-on-one consultations right now. So you can check that out at our website. Um, and then all of the show notes, of course, are at channelmastery.com. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a good uh, few days and I'll see you hopefully on Thursday of this week, if not Thursday, Friday. So either the 16th or 17th. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you're finding value in the Channel Mastery Podcast, and I certainly hope you are, I'd love to ask that you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, as well as rate and review the show on iTunes. Doing so helps more people discover the content, more specialty business and brand leaders can be helped by the incredible resources we're offering every week on the show. I also would like to invite you to join our community at channelmastery.com or verdepr.com. Sign up with your email and you'll receive special resources and content created just for friends of the podcast. You'll also receive advance notice of new Channel Mastery trainings and offerings Thanks for listening and see you next week.